Hello, this is Tanishka from Newslaundry.com, bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Wednesday, the 24th of November. India recorded 9,283 COVID-19 cases and 437 linked deaths in the last 24 hours. The total COVID tally stands at over 3 crore 45 lakh, while the death toll crossed 4 lakh 66 thousand. Do note that these figures are widely believed to be undercounts. The active caseload of the infection stands at 1,11,481, which is the lowest in 537 days. So far, India has administered over 118 crore vaccinations, of which nearly 76 lakh doses were given yesterday. AIMS Director Dr. Randeep Guleria yesterday said that booster shots of COVID-19 vaccine are not needed in India right now. He also said that the possibility of a huge third wave was declining each passing day. Meanwhile, a study published in the Lancet Infectious Diseases Journal said that two doses of Covaxin have 50% effectiveness against symptomatic COVID-19. It assessed 2714 hospital workers at AIMS in New Delhi who were symptomatic and underwent RT-PCR testing for the virus between April 15th and May 15th of this year. This is the first real-world assessment of the effectiveness of the vaccine, which was granted emergency use listing by the World Health Organization earlier this month. Globally, there have been over 258.7 million COVID cases across the world, taking the lives of over 5.16 million people, according to Johns Hopkins University. Panic ensued among cryptocurrency investors on Tuesday night as news emerged that a cryptocurrency bill which could potentially ban all private currencies will be listed for consideration in the winter session of parliament which begins on November 29th. The Cryptocurrency and Regulation of Official Digital Currency Bill 2021 seeks to create a facilitative framework for the creation of the official digital currency to be issued by the RBI. It also seeks to prohibit all private cryptocurrencies in India although it allows for certain exceptions to promote the underlying technology of cryptocurrency and its users. After the news last night, Bitcoin fell down by 18.53%, Ethereum by 15.58% and Tether by 18.29%. On November 13th, The Prime Minister had chaired a high-level meeting on cryptocurrencies with officials from the RBI, Finance Ministry and Securities and Exchange Board of India, according to a report by the Economic Times. Following this, the Parliamentary Standing Committee on Finance met crypto industry representatives, stakeholders and experts. According to broker discovery and comparison platform BrokerChooser, India has the highest number of crypto owners in the world. 10.07 crore crypto ads in india meanwhile have been exploding with celebrities and public figures all jumping on the bandwagon to promote the digital currency this despite the fact that crypto continues to be an unregulated sector these ads have disclaimers that are often tiny quick and missable to understand how this has been happening and the scale of it do read my report on newslaundry.com titled India has no legal framework to regulate cryptocurrency. So, what's up with all the ads? While you're at it, do check out last week's episode of Sansad Watch, where Meghnad explores what the government has been doing to regulate the currency and if it should be regulated at all. It's titled, Should Cryptocurrency Be Regulated at All? 
Listeners, the reason we are able to do such reports is because we are not accountable to governments or corporations for advertisements, but to you, the subscriber. So if you are not part of the independent journalism ecosystem already, head on to newslaundry.com and click on the red subscribe button on the top right corner of the page and pay to keep news free. Lowest subscription starts at only Rs. 300 a month. A special bench of the Supreme Court today pulled up the centre for the air pollution crisis in Delhi, asking what message was being sent to the world. While hearing a petition regarding the air pollution crisis in Delhi NCR, Justice D.Y. Chandrachur said, and I quote, This is the national capital. Look at the signal we are sending to the world. You can stop these activities in anticipation itself, unquote. The bench was hearing a petition filed by a 17-year-old student in Delhi. It reprimanded the Centre for implementing pollution control measures only after the weather became severe. The court asked if there had been any study conducted on how much stubble was being removed in Punjab, Haryana and UP. It also said that the Air Quality Commission should conduct a scientific study based on the wind direction. The bench further said that the secretaries should decide something and asked why they couldn't go to fields and speak to farmers, scientists and devise a permanent solution. Meanwhile, Environment Minister Gopal Rai said today that schools, colleges and other educational institutions in Delhi will reopen on November 29th. The decision, he said, was taken as the air quality in the national capital had improved. Schools and other educational institutions were closed from November 13th due to the worsening air pollution levels in Delhi and adjoining areas. The closure order had been extended by the Delhi government twice. Delhi government offices will also reopen from November 29th, the minister said. The Civil Aviation Ministry said today that India will resume regular international flights towards the end of the year. Owing to the COVID-19 pandemic, all international commercial flights had been suspended since March last year, except those carrying essential goods or on repatriation missions. The government had been allowing commercial international flights on a case-to-case basis. India currently has air bubble arrangements with more than 25 countries for operating international flights. Under an air bubble arrangement between two countries, international passenger flights can be operated by their respective carriers into each other's territories subject to certain conditions. Recently, the government had extended the suspension till 30th November 2021. Today, PTI reported that Rajiv Bansal, Secretary, Ministry of Civil Aviation, said that international flight operations were expected to return to normal soon. Last week, Civil Aviation Minister Jyoti Raditya Sindhya said that the government was evaluating the process for normalising international operations and asserted that it wants to return to normalcy while keeping in mind the coronavirus pandemic situation in certain parts of the world. The Madras High Court will soon decide if a minor can be appointed as a temple priest and cut off from society, as per the traditions of a temple and the Badaga community in the Nilgiris district of Tamil Nadu. The Indian Express reported that the court's acting Chief Justice, Munish Varnath Bhandari, and Justice P.D. Audi Kesavlu directed the Hindu Religious and Charitable Endowments Department to file a counter-affidavit in response to a PIL filed before the court. The PIL had claimed that the minor was deprived of his education and childhood at the instance of his own parents. 
A 60-year-old farmer and social worker had filed a case complaining that a 7-year-old boy was appointed as a temple priest at the Hitayaman Temple at Pedala, Naduhati village in 2019. He claimed that the boy stays at the temple 24/7 and was forcefully stopped from pursuing his education for the purpose of performing pujas at the temple. The petitioner's counsel claimed that as per the tradition and culture of the temple the priest must not step out of the temple maintain cleanliness of the premises sleep only on rugs cook their own food or seek help of any male member of the family it was stated that the child had been made to sacrifice his life for the temple at the instigation of his parents he also claimed that the child had discontinued school on august 16th of this year In a counter affidavit the block education officer had said that since the 14th century the custom of selecting young boys between 5 to 14 as a priest had been followed in the badaga community and that the priests are once again allowed to mingle in the society after they turn 14 he admitted that the child's parents withdrew him from the school but said that the school authorities were closely monitoring the child and his parents and providing counseling to readmit the student The Hindu Religious and Charitable Endowments Department was directed to conduct an inquiry and file a status report by November 29th. According to a report in Reuters, Apple filed a lawsuit against cyber firm NSO Group and its parent company OSY Technologies on Tuesday for alleged surveillance and targeting of US Apple users with its Pegasus spyware. Apple said that it is also seeking to ban the NSO group from using any Apple software, services or devices to prevent further abuse. The software has been allegedly used to spy on heads of states, journalists and activists in several countries including India. This was revealed by a global investigation in July involving 17 news organizations. Apple alleged in its lawsuit that NSO Group and its clients had conducted highly targeted cyber attacks that allowed them access to cameras, microphones, and sensitive data on Apple and Android devices. In its lawsuit, Apple described NSO Group as notorious hackers and alleged that they are amoral 21st century mercenaries who have created highly sophisticated cyber surveillance machinery that invites routine and flagrant abuse. That's all the news we have for you today. Have a good day or a good night depending on where you are listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. and subscribe to our YouTube channel.